Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange some news, views and a bit of timely advice uh, and hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries. I like to uh, record this podcast sitting in the polytunnel at this time of the year with the uh, air heavy with the scent of ripe melons. Oh, what a lovely smell. And you know they're ripe when they just lift easily from the stem. But quite honestly, the uh, wind is so rough and rattling, I think I'd better up sticks and go indoors without the distraction of uh, all that blustery noise. There is no better group of plants for flower power and forms of the shrubby potentilla. Producing single rows like flowers Continually from June to the first frost My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants of Pershaw, Worcestershire. We've had two doses of really rough gale force winds in the last seven days and uh, although the weather forecasts say uh, it's unusual for August, pretty well every autumn uh, from my memory we've had gales that shredded the runner beans when heavy with leaf and pods and that knocked six bells out of the dahlia and chrysanthemum blooms as they knocked one another and uh, they were bringing apples and pears down just before they uh, were ready for picking. But there, it'll be quieter and there won't be so much uh, distracting noise indoors today. Gardening has its challenges and this week I had a heartfelt plea for ways to deter foxes from a small suburban garden. There was a family of four foxes, apparently, and they'd dug up rows of potatoes and caused havoc in an established bed of hardy cyclamen just coming into bloom. I would imagine that uh, the foxes were digging for worms. I can't think why else they would fetch a whole row of potatoes up. And, of course, when we water the garden, make it nice and soft for them, it's almost too easy. There is still plenty of good news. The world of gardening still absolutely roars ahead, increasing in popularity in every direction. Uh, Spending time at Hyde Hall, it's encouraging to see so many young couples and family enjoying the flowers, fruits and vegetables. One young couple with uh, tomatoes growing uh, 
in containers on their balcony wanted to introduce some flowers and asked for plant suggestions to give a long season of colour and fragrance. As it happens, uh, I was just back from visiting Wharton's, Britain's largest wholesale rose grower, on farmland uh, which uh, is new to roses. Farmers in uh, that area of Norfolk are prepared to rent land for three years, it seems. It gives uh, them a break crop from cereals and checks the spread of uh, the dreaded black grass disease. And, of course, growing on uh, soil new to roses also avoids the uh, check to growth from replant disease. The reason that it's advisable in gardens to uh, avoid planting roses where roses grew before. I gave the couple a bloom of uh, Rose Charisma. It's a deep pink, disease-resistant cultivar that repeat flowers time and time again with uh, a real heavenly rose perfume. It'll flower from early June through to December and I suggested they might uh, like to get a really big container, ideally with a bit of John in his potting compost. Roses need a bit of weight to the soil that uh, they're growing in and, and that they might want to plant a few violas or cyclamen coom uh, at the base of the rose and that would give colour pretty well year round. I hear that uh, Rowlawn, the UK's leading turf grower, producing several million square metres of turf each year uh, and supplier of topsoils and barks, is expanding their handling facilities in East Yorkshire to meet a rapidly increasing demand. I'm not surprised. We used some of their soil to uh, furnish a new border. And goodness, didn't the trees and hardy border flowers grow in that uh, really rich soil that was delivered. When it comes to timely advice, Robert Wharton, the rose grower I refer to, recommends the recently introduced precious series of Florabunda type roses, especially as standards. They come in four colours, yellow, amber, red and pink. And Robert's standards, thousands of them, stretching uh, from where we were on the headland way to the far hedge, will be ready to lift in five or six weeks' time and were as good as any I've seen. They had heads full of flower here in late August and I would think they were best part of uh, two to two and a half feet across. All they would need would be a stout stake to hold them up and in today's garden, where uh, we are restricted for space quite often, going up with uh, some kind of planting is advisable. So you could put two or three bush roses in uh, a smallish bed and then just pop uh, a standard to give that added height. When it comes to timely tips, then uh, I've just noticed the blackbirds are after the grapes. They're not completely ripe, but uh, I need to do something if uh, I'm going to have some of them. Some bunches on my container-grown vine have now been wrapped around with the horticultural fleece, 
which can be uh, held in place with clothes pegs. That should uh, help the ripening and certainly keep off uh, the birds. Dahlias that uh, are growing very strongly now, uh, even though we've had quite a lot of rain, may need a bit more watering. Dense foliage just sheds the rain. And if you want to get the uh, best flowers and the greatest number, then just uh, lifting the foliage a little bit and giving the ground beneath them a good watering and about every 10 to 14 days a little bit of liquid fertiliser, it will certainly pay for that bit of uh, tender care. Chrysanthemums too will need uh, disbudding. That takes a little time. Actually, I quite like doing it when I've got the time. And you go down the bed and disbud all that you see. And then two days later, it's just as if you haven't done any at all. At this time of the year, the uh, side shoots uh, really grow apace. If you're out on the garden centres, and plenty of people are, then you'll notice that the bulbs are already on sale. And if you're interested in getting some of the smaller bulbs and tubers to plant, do it as soon as you can. With uh, things like the miniature narcissus, the hoop petticoats, uh, the winter aconites uh, and snowdrops, the bulbs are tiny. And if the uh, shop atmosphere they're in is drying, then you'll find that uh, these small bulbs and corms can uh, desiccate quite quickly. So the early bird catches the worm in the case of tiny bulbs, and it's worth getting them as soon as they arrive at the garden centre. If you don't have uh, soil ready to plant them in, then pot them up some nice moist compost and put them uh, just somewhere cool, protected from uh, vermin, and then they'll make a bit of root. And when you have got other summer flowering plants cleared, you can just uh, take them from their pots and plant them where you want them to go. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. My guest today is Keith Weed, newly elected president of the Royal Horticultural Society and recently retired from 35 years in a senior role with the Unilever. I've just seen some photographs um, of beds of dahlias in your Surrey garden. 
absolutely fantastic they are. I love the way the tallest are at the back, coming down to the shorter in the front and all mixed colours. What else would we find in your garden, Keith? Now, Peter, I know you're a man of attention to detail, so I love the idea that you've noticed that they were uh, ranked by height. So thanks for that. Uh, much appreciated. <laughs> Well, I suppose in, in my garden, um, I like a combination of one side structural things. So I'm quite into topiary. So you'll see uh, yews and you'll see uh, boxes. And um, I've created a sort of a topiary lawn. Um, I'm also really into vegetables. In fact, that's um, fruits. This is where I started my interest in gardening as a child. So I, I completely reworked an old walled garden to make sure we had a, a functioning vegetable um, uh, patch, raised some raised beds, a greenhouse, um, fruit. I've done espaliers um, with apples and fans with plums and things like that. I have a wildflower meadow, a six acre wildflower meadow, which I suppose is about eight years now in, in its making and each year it gets uh, better and better. Of course, I have the border, the, uh, the you would uh, nice uh, border going down the side of the of the wall garden as well. Uh, lawns, uh, a sort of big pond. Well, so it gives you a game. It gives you a feel. I'm sure I've missed something. But, but you're very much a hands-on gardener, then. Goodness, uh, you don't appear to have much missing at all. Well, you didn't mention cactus, so perhaps we can put those to one side. Yes, no, I'm not a great succulent guy, actually, and, and I am a hands-on gardener. So, so to be clear, I do, I do have a, a gardener that helps me, Richard Cousins, um, but uh, beyond that, I'm hands-on, my wife's hands-on, so we're not the sort of people who walk around a garden sort of admiring someone else's work. We're very much roll up our sleeves. I suppose that's one of my, my sort of frustrations is, is as you... As you learn, uh, you you think you've sort of got it tied down. But for instance, in the greenhouse, I have a vine, which I produce 30 bottles of wine every year. Uh, but this year I've got mildew and I don't know what, I think it's obviously a combination of the weather we've had this year, but I don't know what I did wrong, but I got mildew and basically all the grapes have, have been lost. So I share the same frustrations as others. Things go right, but things go wrong. Unilever is a major producer of ice cream and the sales of that, of course, entirely dependent on the weather. So there is the parallel with gardening, you know, from Mothering Sunday to early June. Uh, the whole industry is dependent on the weather at those weekends. What other parallels do you see? Well, I've never seen the bridge to ice cream, so that's a first, Peter. But uh, I do think there was lots of uh, interesting parallels. Uh, one, of course, is around the whole area of uh, climate change and, and the challenges we have. And as you know, at um, Hyde Hall, where you're so active and engaged, that we have a dry garden. And that's looking at what happens as the climate changes. And at Unilever, I was responsible, amongst other things, for the sustainability plan globally and the various challenges. You know, Unilever is the largest tea company in the world, largest ice cream company, as you mentioned a lot of agricultural raw materials and how do you source those sustainably for the future uh, and make sure that you know businesses like Unilever can carry on serving people around the world uh, with with um, agricultural raw materials. Now, when you look at gardening, we have our own challenges. You know, gardeners should very much be the guardians uh, of the future when it comes to the environment because you know we're out there every day, we see the subtleties of how the weather changes, the climate changes. And if we can you know, collectively all uh, garden more sustainably, uh, we'll be um, good for ourselves, but also you know, good for the planet as well. So I think sustainability would be another connection. Now, recently, I think you visited um, Rosemore, Wisley, and of course, as you've just mentioned, Hyde Hall. 
um, what particularly st struck you or excited you or interested you? Um, what did you think was being done particularly well that uh, our listeners should rush out to uh, RHS Gardens? Well, I think the first thing I'd say is I was really pleasantly surprised at how great the gardens looked. Now, we've had a, a difficult time at the beginning part of a lockdown where no one went to the gardens. This is a real challenge for the RHS. You know, we're a charity and we're very reliant on people coming. And, and I suppose I was a little bit concerned because my visits were put back because the gardens were closed. So I'm now catching up, as you're right. I've visited three of the gardens and early uh, September, I'm going to go up and see where we are on Bridgewater and Harlow Carr as well. But I was really positively surprised at how great the gardens looked. And we've had quite a lot of our, our staff furloughed. So you might say, well, how, how come? And, and what you realise, of course, is, is without visitors, uh, a lot of things can be left out. So hoses can be left out, wheelbarrows can be left out. So actually gardening becomes a lot more efficient when you don't have people walking around the garden. Now, I much prefer to have people walking around the garden, don't get me wrong. But you're, what is really positive is the boom we've seen in gardening uh, in lockdown where people have started engaging in gardening. We see that now with people coming to visit the gardens and the gardens do look great. Uh, and I think that's a, a really positive thought. I think also we're seeing a, a much more diverse group of people uh, coming to the gardens. So clearly younger people, um, you know, people from different backgrounds are coming in much bigger numbers. And I think part of that is because during lockdown, everyone's sort of picked a hobby and gardening is one hobby that that people have, have really got behind. So the first thing I'd say is the gardens look great. Um, and then the second thing to, to um, um, Hyde Hall, uh, I think I'd talk about the, um, the courtyard garden and Clover Hill and the lake looked fantastic. Uh, I think the trials where I met you, the um, Rebecca trials uh, looked fantastic. The, the lavender going down by the roses, uh, of course, the borders always uh, very impressive. Rosemore, I'd call out the cool garden and the hot garden. The, the, the veg, the, the fruit and veg was uh, very, uh, very inspiring, especially if you want to learn how to um, grow something in a small space. So they got a bit of everything. And of course, Wisley is fabulous. Uh, the exotic garden uh, or the South African prairie garden, uh, they're all looking fabulous. Well, one of the experiences that I have being at Hyde Hall, uh, you refer to gardeners being able to get on when there aren't visitors there. Um, we have now, I think, quite a task to get information across to all these new gardeners. I, I spent uh, an hour and a half on, on Sunday this week. Our local horticultural society had uh, a welcome back um, and I did a question and answer session. There's a great thirst for knowledge uh, and the RHS has an enormous responsibility there, doesn't it? Our gardens are there for people, uh, and we only thrive as a as a charity, as a society, uh, with visitors and with members, uh, and they're very much in the heart of, of what we do. But you're completely right; there is a real thirst for knowledge, and uh, of course, from the uh, the gardeners. But we also have a, a really brilliant website, um, and if you go on on the website, it's RH s.org.uk. If you go on the website, lots of really helpful advice. You know, what you should be doing this month in your garden uh, and some real tips that you can look up and on YouTube, some great videos to show you how to do everything from pruning right the way through to, you know, growing your own, own veg. So I, I think that's a big part of what the RHS offer. Of course, we do education. Uh, schools can come to the um, RHS for free. That's, that's a shame. That's one of the things that has been stopped uh, since 
the whole uh, um, COVID crisis, uh, but we'll be restarting that. We have literally thousands of schools come every year for free to see, to see uh, the gardens. In fact, when I was at Hyde Hall, just before I saw you, I went to see the fantastic educational area they have there. And of course, qualifications, the RHS qualifications, uh, these are all, and even the awards themselves put focus on what's great. And we should be celebrating beautiful gardens. We should be celebrating uh, the joy it brings people, uh, greening Britain in, in all its positive sense, um, and, and the fun it brings people to get out uh, in the open. It's good for your physical health. It's good for your mental health. Uh, it's a really positive thing to do. And, and let's, let's be serious. Um, you're, you're not a young man, Peter. You're a very experienced <laughs> man. And I would argue that you, know, you are a healthy environment as you are today because you spend so much time out in a garden. And I saw you out there in, in Hyde Hall. And I think you're a great testimony to the positive um, force of gardening. Thanks, Keith. I'll take that as a great compliment. Now, Keith, what can we expect in the future? You know, do you have any uh, really keen and strong objectives of what you would like to achieve? Well, I think the first thing is is to continue the great work that uh, is going on at the RHS. And we've been through a quite a big investment period. We're building this new garden uh, up at Manchester uh, called Bridgewater. And I think what's exciting about that uh, is, is a, a large new project for the RHS and, and welcoming people there. It should have opened this year, but of course, of all the, uh, the lockdown challenges, we're going to open next year. So welcoming people to the new garden, I think, uh, is, is one. We're building uh, some uh, different buildings in, in the different gardens. In Wisley, we're building a new science block. Uh, I'm very keen on the role of science uh, and how science can help us garden better. Uh, and so I think that investment's an important one on behalf of the society and our members and, and our visitors. So I think, first of all, is, is continuing the work uh, that's been done uh, and making sure that's embedded uh, and we get the real benefits uh, out of the investment. I think the second thing, as far as moving uh, this on, is, is really trying to build on the momentum of all these new people coming into gardening. And I'm a great believer yeah, if you look at our charitable purpose uh, of RHS, it, it talks about the art and the science and the practice of horticulture uh, to everyone in the UK. And that everyone in the UK to me means young people and people from different backgrounds. And how can we as a society create a more diverse um, uh, engagement in this marvellous thing called, called gardening. So first of all, I think diversity is already some great work being done in this area, but how can we do more? The second area we mentioned before is around sustainability. We have a climate crisis uh, going on right now. And I think gardeners are, are so fabulous at being connected to nature and nurturing nature. And so thinking about how we can all garden more sustainably uh, and how we can do a greater, more positive impact on the planet. And of course, what's better than growing plants? And whether that be on your windowsill or a, a house plant or a yogurt pot. If I look at my daughter, who's 25, she um, lives in East London. And if you look across her, her um, windowsill, there are yogurt pots and avocado stones and all sorts of different plants being grown. So don't be fooled that you need to have a garden to be a gardener. No, you, you all you need... Uh, to, to be a gardener to have a, a bit of inspiration and, and, and a bit of, uh, of fun and, and, and learning. So I think the area around sustainability and diversity would be would two that I'd like to, uh, to, to build on, on more as we go forward. Well, then finally, jobs for the week. 
what will you be doing in your garden uh, as soon as you've finished uh, with me taking your time and keeping you away from it? Well, I, I, yes, I, I a really good question. I mean, I, I love the idea of, as you say, job, jobs for the week. And, um, uh, well, one way, if you want to know what the, uh, my jobs for the week are, is um, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm Keith Weed on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter uh, as well. But you'll see, if you look at my feed, uh, I've just recently um, picked... A lot of plums, so my, my job of this week is making some plum jam and some uh, plum uh, chutney. Uh, I've also deadheading uh, roses. Uh, I think deadheading generally, um, uh, it, I don't know, as you, again, as I recently put on, on Instagram, you know, uh, well, is it a good thing or a bad thing? I tell you, it's a good thing if you want your, your flowers to come again and again. And, and the dahlias are, you know, this year have just been... Uh, uh, a gift that keeps giving. And so I think deadheading, uh, weeding, uh, I know my name is Keith Weed, but I'm afraid uh, I do attack a lot of my uh, uh, my uh, brethren um, in the garden because uh, uh, yeah, weeds can very much get in the way. Um, so I'll do a bit of that. Dare I say, go on the RHS website and you can see lots of ideas of what you can do this month. Uh, and if not, uh, just get out there, get out there, get into the garden and have some fun. That's what I'd encourage everyone to do. Keith, it's great to be with you. I'm off to Hyde Hall now to meet a group of eight ladies uh, who work under the title uh, Women Who Weed. <laughs> but it, uh, we very much appreciate your time uh, and wish you every success uh, as president of the Royal Horticultural Society. Thank you. Well, could I thank you, Peter, and all the people listening for, for their engagement? Uh, but a really warm thank you to you, Peter. You are exactly the sort of uh, person that we, we love so much at the RHS. You invest so much of your time so generously uh, at Hyde Hall. And of course, without the volunteers, uh, these gardens uh, would be uh, you know, a pale copy of what they are. So of course, the RHS staff do a fantastic job, but supplemented by the volunteers. And I'm really looking forward to being able to get them back into the, the gardens in the, the months that follow. Uh, that's what makes this uh, such a special charity and, and such a special place to spend your time. <laughs> What's on? Well, it is worth just logging on to the NGS, the National Garden Scheme website, because there are open gardens again, uh, quite a number over this weekend. But you'll need to uh, book tickets. Go online at ngs.org.uk and there you'll see what gardens are available uh, in your part of the world and you can book tickets at a time that suits you. For my tailpiece, how about the quote from uh, Abraham Lincoln? We can complain because rose bushes have thorns, or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. <laughs> That's the old story, isn't it? Glass half full or half empty. I will remember the late Jack Harkness saying that he was no fan of thornless roses. You know, a rose without a thorn wasn't a rose in his view. So, go out over the weekend and enjoy the roses. A bloom of that really beautiful charisma has loads and loads of fragrance, repeat flowers. And if you pull the petals off an open bloom and put them in a bowl, like potpourri or no, without any special treatment, it will scent the room for weeks. So, look forward to speaking to you next week. Enjoy your garden.
My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants of Pershaw, Worcestershire. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.